your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And as always, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. It is always appreciated. Uh, what's not appreciated is a loss by the Avalanche, three to one to Vegas. It's is my my finger on the panic button. No, it's nowhere close to it. It's still October. You know, you're not going to win a championship in October. Uh, is frustration setting in? Sure, we can we can say that it is, but uh, panic? No, no panic. Uh, but we'll get to the three to one loss for the Avalanche and another questionable call. I don't even want to say it's questionable, horrible call. But is there going to be anything after? That is now the big question. And I'm willing to guess there is, but we'll get to that. Uh, first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, L O P N underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Search for Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. <clears throat> Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, go to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And check the show's YouTube page on uh, YouTube. Just search for Locked On Avalanche. Hit the subscribe button and get notified whenever a new show goes live. All right. So you thought the Avalanche would be up for this game right from the jump. A, a good win in Tampa. You know, like we said, the, that that. Three-game road trip went from bad to better to best, and you thought you were on a good trajectory, but Sam Gerrard out of this game, thanks to the Steven Stamkos hit, who threw another one in the Buffalo game, by the way. No penalties and no subsequent punishments for Stamkos on either of those two hits. Either of those two hits ridiculous and it makes it even more ridiculous if what we are going to hear from department of player safety on jack johnson we'll get to that in a minute but overall you thought the avalanche were going to come out firing i felt pretty good about where they were after that tampa game and yeah sure you know they they were down gerard they brought up jacob mcdonald And I thought that signified he was going to take the place of Gerard. Not the case. Curtis McDermott did. And if you follow me on Twitter, you you know that my reasoning behind why they put in Curtis McDermott was to kind of settle the score between the Avalanche and Keegan Colasar for his uh, hit on Bowen Byram last year. That ended Byram's season. Um, that didn't happen. It didn't happen between McDermott and Colasar. <clears throat> it happened between, I guess, Jack Johnson. But I don't think Johnson was going after Colasar uh, for that purpose. He was making a hockey play on him, and he was checking him uh, and kind of hip-checked him, and they gave him – they threw the book at him. They gave him a five-minute major game misconduct. And then there was something else that they gave to him, I think, for the fighting. Uh, 
and and you could even question if it was a penalty to begin with. They they wanted to get him for interference. Interference is the only thing that you could possibly call on that. But if you look at the puck is there is if if Johnson doesn't hit Kolasar, he plays the puck. It's close enough to him that he can play the puck. You can tell that Johnson is trying to time it right. And maybe his timing was a little bit off. It wasn't so far off. It wasn't so egregious that he deserved a game misconduct and a five-minute major on that. That is incredibly ridiculous. If they had given him a penalty, I think it would have been one of those things, like a two-minute minor. I think we would have it would have been one of those on the verge yes or no things to come down that hard on him is laughable. It's laughable. And what's going to be even worse is because of that department of player safety is now going to get involved. If Jack Johnson gets anything, I, I want to say if he gets a fine, I'll be happy with that because the way that things are going for the avalanche, when it comes to our players getting suspended and things that happen to the avalanche that don't get suspended. I'll take a fine at this point. If they suspend Jack Johnson a second for this, we have, we already have massive problems with how the NHL hands down suspensions and punishments and fines. If they give Jack Johnson a second of suspendable time, we got an issue on our hands. Not that we don't already, but it's gone to another level if they suspend Jack Johnson for this. it's it, That was horrible. And now you're down him the rest of the game. And, you know, not, if you had Jacob McDonald, you could have done more being down a guy than you could ever do with Curtis McDermott. The McDermott thing is a failure. He, he had, where's my stats, two hits today. Two hits. He's out there to hit people. He's out there to check people. And he had two hits. And a lot of people are on him for that first goal that Vegas got. Yeah, his positioning wasn't the best. I I don't know. Uh, Outside of that, the abs have to get going off of the bat. I I am just getting. If you're watching on YouTube, you see that I shaved my head, but I want to grow my hair so I can rip it out. Because the way that this team starts is I, I, I don't – you had a very good game against Tampa. I mean, were you complacent because you came back home? Just I, – I, I haven't heard Jared Bednar's comments on it. I'm willing to bet he uses the phrase, their sticks were not active. They weren't. They, they kind of just skate around. They, they wait for the puck to come to them. And then when they make – uh, offensive transitions. They they kind of just skate into danger. They were dumping and chasing a lot. Uh, it got better. It got better as the game went on when it comes to forechecking. Um, and, and they were getting more opportunities, but they weren't getting, they didn't have a, a presence at the net front. I didn't check out the heat map for the game, but I'm willing to bet not much is going on in front of the net. And, and that's where any team succeeds, not just the avalanche. That's what you're supposed to do. 
but they, they just they just they're just off. They're still off just a little bit in their passing. Uh, their spacing. There was a time where I think it was uh, Nathan McKinnon passed the puck, and I want to say it was it, it, it was Nathan McKinnon. I want to say it was JT Comfer, and they were going left to right, and McKinnon passes it to Comfer, who's on the left side, and then kind of like skates into him, and they just crash into each other. <laughs> Mc, McKinnon, I, McKinnon had an up and down game. There were times where he, you could tell he was wanting to take it over, and he had some pretty good looks. Uh, but then there were other times where he he had a bad turnover. I think he was trying. He was he was in that mode where he tries too much and tries too hard, and that gets him into trouble sometimes. Uh, a lot of times it works for him. And last night it was hit or miss. It wasn't all bad by Nathan McKinnon, and I think he was just trying to have that fighter mentality and just take over. And I appreciate that. And I'm glad that he, he, you know, was, was up for that challenge. And when you play like that, you're, you're going to make some mistakes and because you're kind of just going full bore and the slightest thing to knock you off your balance is going to do that. But overall, you know, he, he was hit or miss. I think he, let me see how much ice time he had. Uh, just over 21 minutes. So, um, you know, even though and looking at time on ice, McDermott almost only seven minutes and 33 seconds, even down a guy. Uh, and Jack Johnson had 1425 <laughs> and he missed most of the game. Um, I, I think I think you got to move on from McDermott. It, it's just not working or bring him back later. Work with him if you feel like you can improve his skill set somehow. But um, you have Jacob McDonald there that I think is, you know, more than capable. And like I said, you you could have done more with him being down Jack Johnson than you could do with McDermott. Uh, So we'll get into kind of more of this game, uh, kind of uh, specifics and, and where the abs go from here. And like I said, it's not panic time for me, but. I'm sure for a lot of people it is. But first, we are going to hear from Built Bar and find people over at BuiltBar.com. And you know it. You love it. It's the greatest tasting protein bar on the market. And when you talk to Built Bar fans, they all have their favorite flavors. And you can choose yours between flavors like coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. We got an email today saying a pumpkin spice was coming out. I guess better late than never with that. Uh, and if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of nine flavors. And not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar. Only four to five grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors. All tasty and all healthy. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So individually, let's see. uh, Scoring went, you know, the ads got down early. They got down two goals in the first. Chandler Stevenson and then Riley Smith. uh, And the Stevenson goal came two minutes in. And that's not what you wanted. I mean, you you're coming off, like I said, coming off a, a good end to your road trip. <clears throat> you're playing at home. 
and two minutes in and, you know, the opponent gets a goal. Okay. You know, that's, it's obviously not the end of the world. A lot of game left. And then Riley Smith gets one. And at the end of the first, you're just not, you, you don't have much going on. You, okay, well, shots on goal were even. And they were even pretty much throughout the game. Uh, in the first, they were 10 to 10. But it just didn't seem that way. It was just one of those kind of pedestrian periods for the avalanche. And it, and it's oddly enough, in the second period, where it, they seemed to start to improve. And like they said, the forecheck got better in the second but they only had eight shots on goal in the second, which is where they got their one goal, which was Kale McCarr's first of the season. Uh, but everything was coming difficult for the Avs. Vegas doesn't make things easy for you. They have a good defense, and we saw this in the playoff series last year. Once they started to clamp down, they are very good at gap control, and they are very good at taking away what you're trying to get. They're very good at keeping you outside the dots. They don't give you really good looks and you have to work for everything. I wasn't expecting this to be a blowout, Um, but you know, there there was a couple of times when you have those opportunities, the Avs had a couple of them. you got to take advantage of them. And if you don't, it's like, you don't know when the next one's going to come around. And Gabe Landeskog had a very good opportunity with a uh, wraparound attempt, which he had an open net. And I think a defender on, on on Vegas just got enough of his stick where he couldn't get enough strength to just force a goal home. But he had he had a, a half of a wide open net for him on a wraparound that just didn't go in. <clears throat> and stuff like that. When, when that didn't go through, you were like, it's going to be tough to, to find another opportunity that good. And the abs really didn't get one. They really didn't. They weren't getting rebounds. They were, uh, you know, kind of like snapshots or wrist shots from the outside. Were they were the re- rebounds were almost non-existent or just not going to where they were. It was tough. It, w- it was a tough, tough game, which is what you're going to get against Vegas. And this time, you just didn't come out on top. Um, the power play again. I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> the, Another thing from the game prior in Tampa that you had some, you know, you could feel like it was improving, even though they were one for six, I think, in that game. You at least saw looks and you saw plays develop. In this one, it was it was awful. They were they only had two of them, zero for two, but not much doing on either of the power play. That's got to improve. That's a big part of their game. Um, and when you're not getting goals on the power play, you're going to you're going to have a bad time. Uh, shots on goal again, almost almost equal. Golden Knights won at 29 to 27. Uh, I guess that's better. <laughs> is, it, is this their first game holding an opponent to under 30? It might be maybe the first game against Chicago. No, I even think that game Chicago got a lot more in the second. I'll have to go back and check, but. You held a team under 30 shots on goal. Keep improving on that. You did hold Vegas. At least you didn't give up Vegas's first power play goal of the season. So I guess that's a plus. Uh, Vegas apparently is the only team who has not scored a power play goal this year. And I'm glad they didn't do it on uh, the abs. Um, <clears throat> as far as you know, individuals go, 
Logan O'Connor is you got almost 13 minutes of ice time last night and uh that's good and i hope that continues to improve because that kid works his tail off every time he is out there he is giving 110 percent and i had a there was someone who commented on uh, one of the youtube videos saying like could he could he be that matt calvert could he be that maddie hustle and i said yeah he could definitely be that i don't you're not gonna expect him to really be an enforcer type like he's gonna throw down with guys like Matt Calvert wouldn't back down from anybody. And he was that whole package. O'Connor's not built that way to be like a fighter, but in terms of hustle, yeah, he, he absolutely could be. So he's playing fantastic. He doesn't have anything to show for it. At least last night, last night he didn't, um, he was a minus one, but he, he he's, a, he's fun to watch. And as the season goes on, I think him uh, on that fourth line, will be a force to be reckoned with for other teams. They're going to have to start planning uh, how to contain a Logan O'Connor on the fourth line. Can you imagine that? At least you got to know where he is. He sneaks up on you. He is fast. He's fun. He's a fun player to watch. Um, I thought Ranta had a, a decent game. Not a lot of ice time for him and not a lot of ice time for, for Martin Kaut. Um but again, Ranta, when he was out there, had a good opportunity, a good look. I want to say it was, I think it was Jason Megna who who threw a pass from behind the net to him. Uh, just didn't get a lot on it. The 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 big three between Landeskog, Ranton, and McKinnon. Thought that, you know, this is not going to be a game where they're just going to be able to do what they want at will. They have to try to create for themselves. And I thought they tr- they did that as best as they could as the game goes on. But you would you want to say that these three guys are is the best line in the in the league, so they should be able to take over the game when they're on the ice. And that didn't really happen. There was a lot of times where Vegas held the puck in their offensive zone for the duration of that top line shift, and they didn't get uh, an opportunity. It didn't happen all the time, but they're they're you know, and that's going to happen. Uh, but that was the game plan for Vegas. You could tell when when the Avs top line was out, it was collect the puck, get it deep, and keep it in there as for as long as you can, and get them off the ice. Um, and then when the Avs would transition, it was hit or miss. <laughs> not only hit or miss, but there was not a single odd man rush for the Avalanche last night. Not one. None. Vegas knows how to defend them. They do. They really do. And they know how to do it and they do it well. Uh, So I don't know if it's a blueprint for other teams to follow, but Vegas makes it very difficult for the Avs to score. All right. So now what? Uh, It's a panic time. I'm not there yet. Uh, But first, we're going to hear from betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, it remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball. Football, 
the World Series, the NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers and that are available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. So, no. Is it panic button time? No, it's not. It's frustration time for sure. So you you wish the, the abs would kind of be playing a little bit more cohesively. And to, to you know... You don't know what you're going to get right now. You don't. You don't know what you're going to get. Period to period, if they were going out and giving max effort every single shift, every single period, every single game, and you're coming out on the losing end, fine. That that's going to happen. That's going to happen early in the season. It's going to happen throughout the season. But you can say, sure, we ended up on the wrong side of the scoreboard, but X was encouraging. Y was encouraging. Maybe the one thing that is encouraging was the goaltending. I thought Kemper was Kemper was great last night. Um, and the couple goals he let in early, nothing in after that because the third goal was a a uh, empty netter. But he played well. I thought he played well overall. The the special teams. It's good on one end. It's bad on the other. It's it's good on uh, the penalty kill. It's not so good on the power play. And that needs to improve. Uh, the, I think the offense will will come. I'm not concerned about the offense. They'll figure out how to generate better opportunities and better chances and better looks. And will the defense? I think the defense is incrementally improving. And last night was going to be a challenge because you're still down Taves, and you didn't have Gerard last night. So, yeah, overall, not the best game for the avalanche but you know we we're still very early in the season and it's still october what do the abs have next i think they're playing let me bring up their schedule i think it's st louis next right yeah it's st louis in st louis that's thursday night and then another day off and then at home against minnesota so and then after that's back to back against the blue jackets so your next two games are divisional games big big games and the way that the standings are right now those are the two teams who are kind of in control right now of the division with st louis five and oh and minnesota four and one did either of them play last night minnesota as i'm recording this is up two to nothing against vancouver and st louis is not playing tuesday and neither of them are playing so so st louis is gonna be rested When's the last time St. Louis played? They played Monday. So they're going to have two days of rest while the Avalanche just have one day, but whatever. Um, but those are big games, divisional games. Those are the ones that you really got to win. You know, you know, So you're going to go into St. Louis, and St. Louis hasn't lost yet. And Tyson Joe's kick, no kick game was the last time we saw them. And, you know, you, you fought back that you thought you tied that game. Now you got to go out on their home ice and try to hand them their first loss of the season and creep two points closer to them in the standings. Look, we're six games in now. So we, you know, even though you haven't had your full team with Taves and and you know the the top three's only played a few games together, 
you got to stop using that. It's the beginning of the season as an excuse at some point. And I think when you're six games in, now you're going into seven games in. I think, you know, the, the all, training wheels are off right now. Now you, you should be settled in. You should have your, your game legs. You should be in game shape right now. doesn't matter who's on the ice. They should all be in game shape. So I, I, the abs do not want to go to two and five. That just looks bad. So if you can pull within two, three and four, uh, and hand St. Louis their first loss of the season in the process and get two points closer, and then you have another game against Minnesota. End the week on a positive. Start winning weeks. Fine, you lost the first game. Win the next two for that week or two and one. That's a victory. And the two wins would be against division teams. So you have to start thinking of this in in, in blocks and weeks and, and win the week is basically what you want to do. Um, but other than that, you know, I don't know. It's frustration because you're not watching the Avalanche play like you know that they can play. And I remember last year, for, well, for the past couple of years to start the season, uh, the Avs really looked like they were trying to get too cute and and make the perfect pass and uh you know make the perfect goal and have everything look good hockey's a dirty sport in more ways than one and sometimes you have to get those you know disgusting goals and ugly goals and those sandpaper players and you need that those goals count just as much as the beautiful slap shot or beautiful wrister so I think the abs need to get – and I thought after game one against Chicago when they were just throwing everything at net, I thought like this is a different avalanche team. This is how they're going to play. But it seems, since then, it seems like they're trying to do things too pretty once again. Stop doing that. Skate hard, throw pucks at the net, get rebounds, see what happens. The the old saying, you know, uh, good things happen when you throw you throw things at the net. It's true. And the abs really aren't doing that right now. No, no odd man rushes, no real true rebound opportunities. Uh, it was, let's just take a shot just inside the blue line and see what happens. And sometimes that works when you have a full game worth of that. That's the big ask to win that game. So we shall see. All right. We'll be back tomorrow and um, we'll have probably have some video from some players or coach Bednar on how he thought the game went. I know I already know that Gabe Landeskog is not happy about the Jack Johnson call. Thinks it was a clean hit. It was a clean hit. It was a clean hit. And that's why the only thing you can call there is, is a two-minute minor for interference. Other than that, all that extra junk is exactly that junk. So we shall see. <laughs> we'll definitely be talking about that if anything comes of it. Keep an eye on that for tomorrow. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. It's always appreciated. Make sure you check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey for your second listen of the day with host Scott Cullen as he prepares you for all of your fantasy hockey needs. And uh, we'll see everyone tomorrow. It's always appreciated, everyone. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.